Welcome to the Cone Zone. That's my dad, Grant Cone. I mean, that's my dad, Lowell Cone. My name's Grant Cone. That was a good start to the show. We're really excited to have you today. <laughs> uh, we're in playoff form already. The Niners are playing the Seahawks on Saturday. They have the first playoff game, and we're going to give you a great preview of this game. Uh, how you doing, Dad? Well, I have uh, cough drops today. Uh, I, that's I'm, good. <laughs> I'm at 75%. I'm better than last week when I sucked. So we'll see. Uh, all right. Well, I look. The Niners are probably going to beat the Seahawks. The Niners are, the, are like one of the best teams in the league. But I do think that this matchup is maybe the most interesting one that the Niners could have had because it's a division opponent. It's the third time they face each other, and um, frankly, Pete Carroll's great. He's he a great coach. A great coach. Yeah. And you know that that guy in Green Bay, not a great coach. Whoever no, else, he's, the, he's, yeah, go ahead. The guy in Green Bay is a loser. He he's a stunk in a coach. Stinks, as we would say. So I now look. The Niners are a far superior team to the Seahawks, but it's a division opponent, and it's Pete Carroll, and it's interesting. I think it's a very interesting matchup. Let's get into it. Let's talk about how Seattle could win. Yeah, but I want to say, in the interest of balanced reporting, we go to look at it from both sides. Right. So yeah. starting with, you know. How how Seattle could beats go wrong. The, how Seattle beats the Niners. Okay, I'd say the key would be that they give Geno Smith a lot of protection in the pocket, yeah. and he goes after Diamador Lenore, right. um, and has success at that. And also maybe Hafunga. He, uh, those two guys strike me as good players, Iggy, but vulnerable to a good quarterback, and <coughs> that could in, in then open up their run game. That's how yeah. I, I see them winning. How, how about you? I'm sorry well, I'm coughing. That's okay. Um, one way they win is, let's say Gino, let's say Dre Greenlaw doesn't play. He's got a back mm. injury or he's not himself. Well, suddenly that rookie running back that the, the Seahawks have, Kenneth Walker, could have a really good game because he's really good, but the Niners have shut him down because Dre Greenlaw is faster than, every, than him. But... You take him out, and Fred Warner isn't as fast as that running back. All of a sudden, Seattle could run the ball, and if they have a run game, then they could have a play-action game, and they could get the ball down the field, and they could actually attack the people they need to attack. But um, Greenlaw's played the first two games against the Seahawks, and they haven't been able to do anything on offense. So they would need to be able to slow down the pass rush with a run game and actually take shots down the field, which they haven't been able to do against the Niners so far. Geno, has had, their, their quarterback, has had this phenomenal year, and apparently against everyone else, he's going down the field and being really aggressive. But against the Niners, he's just thrown check down passes and they've done nothing. So uh, they're gonna, they'd have to have a whole different offensive approach against the Niners. But it's the third time they face him, and they, they if they're watching film, they see every other team is trying to do it, so maybe they will. Yeah. Iggy, is Greenlaw as good as Patrick Willis? I I wouldn't say, I don't know about that because Patrick Willis is a Hall of Famer, going to be a Hall of Famer and maybe the best linebacker ever. But mm -hmm. he, that's who I think of when I watch Greenlaw play. Because he has so he's so quick, he's that fast and he hits that hard. He's a little probably two inches shorter. He's like a mini. He's like Patrick Willis Jr. Got it. Yeah, but okay. yeah, he's that he's he's really good. One more now. thing. <laughs> One more yeah. thing. Let's not go to the other side yet. There's more here. It's not just you know can uh, Seattle. Can their offensive line hold up? It's it's more comp. What about the other side of the ball? Uh, their defense. They have Pete Carroll. They have one of the best defensive coaches in the league. So while the Niners are more talented than Seattle, the Niners do have a rookie starting a playoff game. Never been in the playoffs before, going against Pete Carroll, who's coached a million playoff games, and maybe he out coaches Kyle. Maybe he outsmarts Kyle. I mean, he, he doesn't have as good of a players as Kyle, but maybe he's in the third time around, has a feel for what Kyle wants to do and what Brock wants to do, and he does something miraculous. That that could be one factor. And Coach. if Seattle were to win, I think it would be a low-scoring game. Agree. Right? Yeah, it would. Yeah, I would agree. It would a be a low-scoring type. A tense, yeah. low-scoring game. Very close game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Give the other scenario how the Niners will beat Seattle. I mean, it's the same way yeah. they beat them the first two times. They're just better than Seattle. Seattle is sort of rebuilding and they're a year ahead of schedule, but they can't stop the run. Right. Their linebackers aren't good. So the last time the Niners played, they ran for 170. They just keep doing that. They didn't even have Elijah Mitchell last time. They didn't have Debo last time. <clears throat> so they could just overwhelm them with the run game right off the bat and then overwhelm them with their pass rush, and that's the game. Checkmate. Goodbye. I see. And I, I would agree. And in addition, everybody's saying, 
Geno Smith is having a good year for him. Right. That's I don't. What I, was I don't. Iggy. I don't believe in him. Uh, no. I think he's 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 an okay quarterback. I think it's a great story. I'm very mm-hmm. happy for him. But I think the Niners will demolish him. I think Brock frustrate him. I agree. I think Brock Purdy's him. better than Geno. I've watched Geno. He looks good, but he looks like he's a little robotic in the pocket, and yep. he's not the greatest at evading pressure. Although he can scramble here and there if you give him a wide open lane, like like the Niners do every once in a while. But yeah, I feel like Brock Purdy's more elusive, um, more of a natural. Yeah, uh, so I I don't feel that I don't feel that they can score very much against the Niners because the Niners' defense will squash them, and I feel the Niners actually can score a lot against them. Yeah, well, I think it, the first game Seattle scored zero points on offense. The second game they scored thirteen. Maybe maybe they're figuring things out and trending towards twenty, or maybe they're just gonna get you know score ten again. I I think the Niners are gonna win this game, but it might be closer than we think just because of yeah. the Pete Carroll factor. Like yeah. I was thinking, you know, oh, they don't want to face Green Bay. Forget Green Bay. Between Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers, it's a couple of dogs. Couple mm-hmm. losers and Seattle, like they're punching above their weight, but they're not losers. I they're agree. Well coached team. Yeah. I, in fact, Green Bay would have been an easier matchup for the Niners. The Niners would have discouraged Green Bay. Yeah. I don't think they'll discourage Seattle. Seattle will play their ass off. Yeah. But uh, um, I, Seattle is a harder matchup for them. First, Seattle knows them better, they have more pluck. Um, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he gets discouraged and he leaves yeah. the game. I don't mean he literally leaves the game, but you can see him lose interest. Yeah, I compare Green Bay to the team they lost to this week, Detroit. Detroit's oh. a tougher team. No question. Detroit, Detroit's a well-coached team. They're a tough team. They're better than the sum of their parts. Seattle's like Detroit, but they're yeah. better than Detroit. So this could be an interesting game. I mean, Niners should win, of course. They're better than most teams in the league. But I, I do think this is an interesting matchup. I hope it's an interesting matchup. I, I you know, I, I know Forty Nine er fans would like them to murder him. I'd like to see a good game. I, 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 I it, game it intrigues me. I like it. Another thing about this uh, matchup that's interesting is all the pressures on Kyle Shanahan and the Forty ers They're supposed Why? to blow out Seattle. They're supposed to blow out Seattle. Yeah. Even if it's close, people be like, "Well, what about this and what about that?" You know. It, yeah. So and they're at no, home. And they're at home. All that. And they've beaten them twice already. Yeah, Wyatt Hill says Grant. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Dad. I'll say one other thing. What is Pete Carroll's frame of mind? I don't know him that well, although I knew him when he was at the Niners. He's not sitting there thinking, "Oh, we're screwed. They beat us twice. Gino isn't that good." He's <laughs> thinking, "I'm going to beat these guys." Yeah, that's what he's thinking right he's now. Thinking Kyle's now, not that good. Kyle's not. Yeah, good. I, I can outcoach Kyle. He's got I've, this rookie quarterback. I'll figure him out. Right. Now, he could be wrong. He could yes. be delusional. But he's going into this game thinking, we're going to play. Yeah. We're, we're showing up. We're going to win. And real quick, I, frankly, I mean, the Niners offense has shown a real uh, trouble picking up pressure. I think Pete Carroll's looking at that saying, I'm going to get pressure on Brock. I'm going to get pressure on him. I'm going to disguise coverages. Last game they had in Seattle, he baited Brock into an interception down the field. Didn't see a cornerback dropping into coverage. I'm thinking he's thinking he's got a beat on this offense. Yes. I face it a million I, I, times. That's right. He's not in his office peeing down his leg. He's no. in his office drinking a cup of coffee thinking, I'm up for this. There's no stress on him. They're not supposed to be in the playoffs. Right. They're going to probably draft a quarterback uh, next year and start all not start all over, but they, they're, they're starting over. This is a great story. They were supposed to be the worst team in the league. The pressure's all on Kyle. He's thinking, ah, did I really have to face Pete again? Couldn't I have gotten Green Bay? Couldn't I have gotten Matt LaFleur? I own Matt LaFleur. I freaking own that guy. And he knows it. Right. Pete, like, ugh. Okay. I mean, we got the better team, but ugh, it's going to be a it's, it's, it's going to be a very physical game. And, you know, some of our guys might get hurt in the process just slugging it out with this team. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I, I'm so looking forward to it. And listen, I'm glad it's on Saturday. Me too. Another thing that's really weird about this, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pour. It's it going to freaking pour. Yeah, so that's an equalizer. See what happened. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be one of those games where you just throw the ball up down the field and see if you can get pass interference penalties and stuff because it's slow. I don't know. We'll see what happens. 
Wyatt Hill. Grant or Lowell, is it possible now with Elijah Mitchell and Debo back with Niners use a run-heavy ball control offense to keep quarterbacks off the field? They can do I would whatever say, the hell they want. Yeah. yeah I, and, and again, I think they're going to really run on Seattle. And the minute you can do that, everything else opens up. If you can't, if a defense <laughs> can't stop the run, they're screwed. Then you can pass on them too. Pretty much. Um, that's what I think will happen. <laughs> that's what's pro- I mean, that's what happened the first two games. <laughs> what happened the first two games was, I think, <laughs> Seattle sell, sold out to stop the run, didn't stop the run, or pass. So not a great spot for them to be in. Um, right. Elijah Mitchell. He's coming back. Also, Jordan Mason. He averaged six yards a carry this year. The Niners have like four or five guys they can give the ball to. Sorry, Lowell. I had a terrible cough for four weeks. Yeah, I got it for three weeks now. Thank you. It, it, this is unbelievable. <coughs> yeah. Mosey says no Jordan Brooks for Seattle is a big loss. That's their best linebacker. I see. Big loss. Aaron Thornhill says, I was at the Seattle uh, Ravens game. Both these teams are trash, and I was soaked. It was hard to comprehend that Geno set their franchise yards record. He got... No sauce. Yeah, it's, it's hard to take a team that really struggled against the Rams seriously. Like, it, the Rams? Yeah. The Freaking Rams. Rams. Rams suck. Asia Lee says, mark my words, the Niners were, will utterly destroy Seattle this Saturday. Well, I think so. Okay. All right. Todd, I mean, I, they utterly destroyed him the first time, and I think it really wasn't that close. It was 21-13, but I think it could have been easily worse than that. How, how much money will BP make per playoff game? Will his salary be a topic for the league if he wins the Super Bowl? That is interesting, yeah. He should get some bonuses, right? You would think he should get something. You would think the team would, would be generous. You would think so. Like, you can't yeah. just give him 900000 Hey, thanks a lot for the Super Bowl. Really good. Uh, yeah. Keep grinding, bud. Keep your head down. Yeah, you would he might, think he might be, be someone, someone. Yeah, I would think so. Um, Kaleki Carroll says, best show in town. My favorite takes on the Niners. Thank you. Never too high when we win or low when we lose. Pure analysis, one step ahead of the other beat riders. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh thank you. Ooh, I, I love that Iggy praised you. That was nice. Saul Goodman says, Seattle is a tougher matchup than Green Bay because they're not supposed to be here, and everybody predicts they'll get embarrassed by the Niners. Big chip on shoulder. And a coaching edge, which, also, which always helps. Alec Flores says thoughts on Debo and Purdy's connection based on what you've seen at practice. Kittle seems sold on Purdy after Cardinals game going into the playoffs. I don't get to watch those parts of practice, and Debo hasn't been around very much for him to develop a connection with Purdy, but Ayuk has, and Kittle has, and McCaffrey has. Okay, let's move on. Dad, I have a question for you. Is Kyle Shanahan a great coach or a good coach? I love this topic, and it came up... On my Twitter, uh, I, my attitude is there's a difference between a good coach and a great coach. Mm-hmm. Kyle is clearly a good coach. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't argue with that. I think you need, you need to win a Super Bowl to be considered a great coach. Greatness is something you achieve. You, you can't. It's not a projection. You don't have greatness thrust upon thrust you. Thrust upon you. You can't be that's born from, into greatness. You got to achieve from, it. Twelfth night. I'm going to tell you. Twelfth night. Twelfth night. You passed the test. Sorry. Twelfth night is one of my favorite Shakespeare plays. You yeah. can't have greatness thrust upon it's you. It's so funny. You, you, they teach it to you ninth grade, and you get it's it. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It's a wonderful yeah. play. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if So right now he's a good coach. Yeah. <coughs> no question. Yeah. If he wins a Super Bowl, he goes to the elite status and maybe is a great coach, but he hasn't done it yet. Right. <laughs> so, Iggy, one guy on Twitter, I'm putting a cough drop in my mouth, said Kyle is among the top three coaches in the NFL. Do you agree with that, Iggy? Right now? Right now. No. Top I three? Don't. No. Name the top three. Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll. Yeah. And that's my that's my group. Those are guys and, who have been around forever and had a lot right. of sustained success. So he's not top three, and even if he wins a Super Bowl, <coughs> he doesn't crack that top three. There's a lot of coaches in the league with one Super Bowl victory. Uh, yeah. John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, freaking Mike McCarthy. Although, Kyle's better than Mike McCarthy right now. I'll say that. I agree. He's and also Iggy better than Sean McVay. Oh. But Way I'm better not than sh- Sean McVay. Iggy, I'm not sure he's better than John Harbaugh. Yeah, I don't know about that. 
I don't know. It's it's a question. Yeah. And he, listen, I'm not sure he's better than the guy in Buffalo. That's what I was gonna say. It seems like they're neck and neck. They're each one has been head coach about the same amount of time, and each one is on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl. Let's see who right. which one gets it done. Right. Which one, so what I, I would say is, if Kyle wins a Super Bowl, he's clearly one of the top five coaches. I'd say clearly. Yeah. If not, he's maybe on the threshold, but not in. Would you agree with that? He could be Marv Levy. I still think it's a, it's silly that Marv Levy's in the Hall of Fame. For what? For losing the Super Bowl for a bunch of years in a row? That's not an accomplishment. That's not no. an accomplishment. So he'd have to win a Super Bowl. Otherwise, he'd be in the Marv Levy class of great, great coaches who never won a, a Super Bowl. But I, the, it's trending like he's going to win one. Although, although... We don't really know what he's going to do with the playoffs. We'll see. It's a whole different thing. It's trending like Kyle's going to win one? Eventually. He's young. He's got a hell of a team. He's got a quarterback who's young, who's working with him. It's looking like maybe he could do this. Maybe this is a good year, too. I mean, it's wide open in the NFC. Let me say this. Yeah. This would be the year for him to do it. Um, Even though he has a rookie quarterback, actually he has the best quarterback he's he's had. Mm -hmm. Um, So the issue is not... Can he do it? Will he Will do it? Will he do it? He sure, do it. he can. And he can. Yeah. And if if he does it, I put him in the top five. Maybe I put him number four. Maybe. But maybe. But he has to do it first. And there is no such thing as he's going to do it. He either does it or he doesn't. And he has a history of not doing it. It's true. Uh, again, I, I think of it in terms of literature. He has a tragic flaw. He's yeah. Hamlet. He has a tragic flaw. He's been there, and he's not achieved it. He has to prove that he can overcome himself. And frankly, he hasn't done anything this year in the regular season that he hasn't done already. Everything he has to prove is in the playoffs, and he knows it. Yes. In other words, not only is the story not written, the story hasn't even begun. It hasn't. He had a nice 10-game winning streak in the playoffs, Congratulations! What you excuse me in the in the regular season? Congratulations! What'd you do in the playoffs? Yeah. Because right. I mean, you, you, he had a, a year in Atlanta where he had like one of the greatest offenses of all time. He had a year here where he had one of the greatest run games in the league. Who cares? Did you win the Super Bowl? No. Well, right. get him this year. Yeah, and this is yep. his opportunity, and he should be up for it, and he should do it. But he has to do it. And again, <clears throat> I'm not putting him down. I'm saying he's a good coach. You're asking, is he a great coach? It is still to be determined, and it'll be determined in the next month or so. All the heroes in history seized their moment. Yeah. Kyle hasn't done that yet. Right? Winston Churchill, Winston Churchill seized his moment. He did. When all hell was breaking loose in England, and he wouldn't mm-hmm. give in. He seized his moment. He's the greatest statesman of the 20th century. Joe Lewis seized his moment when the whole Western world was like, please beat this German in this boxing match. Who who had knocked you out. And he did. So, Kyle, you got all the potential in the world, but seize your moment. This is your moment. You got to seize your moment. And you should be grateful you have this moment to seize. You shouldn't be saying, oh, my God, this is hard. No, it should be, I'm going to kick ass. Pete Carroll would think that. Yeah, don't let Geno Smith and Pete Carroll seize the moment from you. No, don't let it happen. And don't it's not let, their moment. Don't let Minnesota. Don't let Philly. No. Don't let Dallas. You're Mm-mm. better. I think the Niners are the best team in the NFC. Honestly, Iggy, the only two teams I think that can really, really challenge them are Buffalo and Kansas City. I agree. The, my only concern with the Niners now is that is on their defense, but really that just might have been that they were pacing themselves after they clinched the, the yeah. division. I mean, they, they could come out and, and have a dominant defense once again and be like, oh, okay, they were just pacing themselves. I don't know. I, I think know. they're capable of having, get this, dominant defense, dominant offense. Yeah, they, they could actually win a Super Bowl by a lot. That could be when mm-hmm. they, they could win a Super Bowl 38 to 14, something like that. Right. I mean, that's right. what every game has been like the last month and a half. 37 to 13. That's usually with the final score. They're a very impressive team. And I'm almost putting the pressure on Kyle and saying, dude, you should get to the Super Bowl and you should really win it. Yeah, people are saying Kyle should be the coach of the year. Maybe. um, But I do feel like he has the best, maybe the best roster in the league and he lost some games he shouldn't have lost. Uh, Maybe executive of the year for John Lynch for putting together this roster. But I'd like to see Kyle seal that you have the best team, man. Can you win the Super Bowl with the best team? You he, should do he, it. Is, is Coach of the Year based only on the regular season? 
Yes. Philly had a better record. True. See what I'm saying? Beat the Niners head to head. Like, how could you give it to Kyle over Andy Reid? Yeah. I don't know. I'm now those. That's meaningless. Coach of the year. Does he win the Super Bowl? But there are certainly contenders. Look, if you want to look at it, you could even think of Pete Carroll as coach of the year. Right. I think people in Seattle think he should be the hands down coach of the year. They were supposed to be the worst team in the league. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did a great job. With and much you say less Kyle did a great job with, with with Brock Purdy. Pete did a great job with Geno Smith. Yeah, yeah. So that's a very complicated argument. It is. It is. Zach says, "Does rain excuse the Niners from the backlash of an L?" Oh no, Dad. If the Niners lose to Seattle, can you imagine what the commentary would be afterward? They lost in the first round of the playoffs. The Niners. It would be. It wouldn't be. Um. It, oh my God! The knives would come out quick it wouldn't be like oh good regular season though no no it'd be a it'd be a flop oh oh my goodness but it's not gonna happen most no. likely greg it's says not gonna happen. it's not gonna happen lol feel better guys i got a feeling woohoo you got I a feeling too. eddie marcos 916 says the rain is a blessing in disguise takes the pressure off brock mitchell debo cmc mason good luck seattle yeah if it, if the rain makes it a agree. running game then <laughs> advantage niners I agree. Checkbox for Brock. First team, face him twice. That's interesting. Yeah, this is the first team that's going to get a second. Look at him. Norman. Thank you, Norman Sullivan. $10. Keith Murphy went to the Super Bowl a year after the Rams in 2019. Now time to win a year later. Sure. If you believe in that sort of timeline kind of stuff. DS Review says it took overtime for Seattle to earn a trip to SF. The biggest mistake they ever made and a costly lesson for the Hawks on Saturday. Not worried about them. Okay. He's not worried about them. Tanyan says, Kyle has second best odds to win coach of the year. To what extent would you consider that award greatness if he potentially wins it? Has to win a Super Bowl. Has to win a Super Bowl. I know super. I know coaches who have won the Super Bowl. I couldn't tell you who the coaches of the year were, the last four. I could. I don't know. Carol T., thank you. Keith Murphy, Cincinnati can challenge them as well. They beat Kansas City and looked very good before Hamlin incident against Buffalo. Kansas I agree. City, Cincinnati. Yep. Keith Murphy, I'd go Dayball from New York Giants Coach of the Year. Him, Pete Carroll. Big question, will Kyle keep his foot on the gas in the fourth quarter? Ask Carroll. Well, that's the whole issue. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the first round of the playoffs. Kaliki Carroll says, Lowell, Brock Purdy, small sample size. Is it safe to say he's showing some of that Joe Cool it factor? Poise collected under pressure. Moments never too big. Not saying he's there, but are we seeing flashes? I totally think he is. Yes, I I didn't live through it, but I I do feel like Joe made that reputation a lot in the playoffs too. So we got to see if Brock can keep this going, because Jimmy couldn't. Jimmy had great stretches in the regular season, to his credit. He couldn't do it in the postseason. Let's see if Brock can. All right, I want to. I I found a quote. I didn't find a quote. Kyle Shanahan said something, um, recently about Brock Purdy that stuck out to me, and I think it's the key dynamic between them and it explains one of the things, maybe one of the biggest things that Kyle likes about Brock other than the fact that he's really good. So I'll read it to you and I'll, I want to know what you think. It says, when you have guys who just want to be coached and you don't need to tell them 10 compliments before you tell them a coaching point, then it's a lot more fun and I think that's how he gets better. He is in Brock. Read it again, sweetie. When you have guys who just want to be coached and you don't need to tell them 10 compliments before you tell them a coaching point, then it's a lot more fun, and I think that's how Brock gets better. Okay, what do you like about that quote? Well, it it lets us know how Kyle Shanahan thinks as a teacher. I would go to your classes, and you used to give a lot of compliments to the writers before you got into coaching points because writers are sensitive, and you have to do that. But I can see Kyle doesn't have patience for that. There's a, there's a limited amount of time during the week, and he wants to get right to the mistakes, correct them, and move on. I'm sure Bill was like that as well. Bill and was like wa- that. Yeah, and he, he has a, a quarterback who's right there with him because he wasn't the first-round pick. He has no sense of entitlement. It's not his job. He has to continue to prove himself freaking daily, and maybe it's his temperament. So I don't know if it's a jab at any other quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, anyone else. It just seems like this is the kind of – non-ego grinder that Kyle wants to coach. I don't think he would want to coach someone like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray where pretty much whatever they say goes and they run the organization. Okay, but it's clear that um, 
Brock Purdy doesn't need psychological hand-holding. That's a good And he, he can just say to him, look, uh, we, we accomplished that. Let's move on to this. Yes. I want to look at it another way. Sure. Because I was a teacher. All the time I was a columnist, I also taught creative writing at University of San Francisco to graduate students, not to undergraduates. I would have a class, a seminar of eight people. I was, in a sense, their coach. I was in a similar position to Kyle, and these were very gifted writers. Some of them were older than I was. And I found it a pleasure to praise people. You know, what you did in this story over here is really good. I think let's talk about here where it's not quite as good Mm -hmm. and bring it up to the level of this part that's good. (coughs) I didn't find it burdensome. It didn't waste time. It didn't take time away from teaching. In fact, when people (coughs) get praised, they're more open to hear criticism. So what I'm hearing from Kyle is not what he's saying about Brock. I'm hearing what he's saying about himself. And what he's saying is praise is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. I agree. Because when he said this, I was thinking... I was thinking, man, I'd need 10 compliments before you would. Like, you know, because I used to send you my articles every time. And yeah. it was it hurts to just have someone go through and say, all right, this, 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 this. All right, I'm done. It's nice if someone starts to be like, well, first of all, I just want to say I like this and this. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. So it doesn't suck. Okay, good. Let's talk about it. So you liked it overall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean. And yeah. it doesn't mean that Brock is less of a man if he needs praise. It doesn't right. mean Jimmy is less of a man if he needs praise. Praise is a good thing. I think coaches should praise. So what it's telling me is two things. Kyle Shanahan thinks praise is a waste of time. I humbly disagree. Yeah. And it tells me that Mike Shanahan did not praise him. That's so true. That's so he, true. Iggy, yep. he so learned Ky- yep. not to praise. Yep, because his dad probably didn't. Yeah. I would guess. So am I supposed to think that's good? No. Am I supposed to admire that? No. Because people may not realize it, but my dad and I have a very close relationship, and he praises me and has my whole life, all the time. But I've criticized you. True. But you can listen. True. You don't, you don't say, screw you, because no. you know I have your best interests at heart. That's true. <clears throat> I can tell you, and I've said it before, Steve Young told me Bill Walsh never praised him. Now, he didn't say, great, Bill never praised me. He was astonished. He said, we would finish a drill. I would do really well, Lowell. And he'd say, let's move on to the next thing. And and implied was, where's the attaboy? Now, Steve was able to still be great, but he kind of would have liked it. Um, I don't know how Joe was. I always liked to get praised. I knew Bill for 30 years. He never once praised me ever. But (laughs) Bill wanted to be praised. Right. Kyle wants to be praised. Oh, my yeah. God. Kyle wants to be praised. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kyle wants to be praised. Bill wants to be yeah. praised. So why do you hold uh, withhold? And I think what we're learning is this is why Kyle's had such a tough time building relationship with quarterbacks. Yeah. Quarterbacks want to be praised. Quarterbacks have the biggest ego on the team. And Kyle likes a guy with no ego. Where, yeah. the f- where do you find that guy? Oh, okay. Mr. Irrelevant. Okay. So you got him. But uh, – and so good like, – Good for Kyle that he freaking found the right guy year six because it's not easy to find a quarterback this good, this humble, whatever. This yeah, I mean, if, open if to he Kyle had style. Aaron Rodgers as a young man, if he had Aaron as a young man and he needed praise from Kyle, so what's wrong with that? Yeah. You, you got one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Massage yeah. his ego. Tell him you're right. great. So yeah. what I hear from that quote, I don't hear anything about Proc Birdie. I, it's really the first insight I've ever had into Kyle Shanahan's psychology. And I could say it's 100% different from me as a teacher because we're both teachers and it's not something I admire, right. i.e. praise is a waste of time. Right. Give me a break. And we don't know that necessarily that's how Brock is. Brock is doing what he has to do to survive <laughs> right. as the starter. So if that's how Kyle wants to coach, then he's going to say, great, I love that style of coaching. But, yeah. you know, if, if he becomes a starter and eventually he's getting $50 million a year, he might say, hey, Kyle, we, can we come to, could you come to my office for a second? Could we talk? Don't ever <laughs> fucking talk to me like that again. You know what I mean? Like the dynamics could change. And yeah. from what I understand, like there are teams right now that are completely run by their quarterbacks. When you start giving quarterbacks half a million dollars with 85% of a guarantee. Brady. 
I'm Kyler. sure he runs that team. Yeah. Kyler, who Kyler, hasn't, that, you know, Kyler, it's one thing for Brady, who's 45 with his million championships to run a team, fine. Yeah. Kyler? Yeah. Kyler? What have you yeah. accomplished, Kyler? But you gave him that contract, you picked him number one. I mean, the, the tail is wagging the dog, and always will, in Arizona. Yeah. Not happening on the Niners. Anyway, but Icky. yeah, I like, I like how you spun it. What? Oh! Um, I think Harbaugh praised players. Oh! Absolutely. He wanted his players to have huge egos. One of the things he did for Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick was praise them. Because yes. Alex Smith had been beaten down for years by his coaches and the fan base. You're not that good. Al- Harbaugh came in. I think he's good. I think Alex is really good. And then when Kaepernick came in, I think this is the best quarterback in the league. That's the best athlete in the yeah. league, the best quarterback in the league. He would speak it into existence. And if it's like, man, if Jim Harbaugh feels that way, I think he's right. Forget what yeah. the kid with the fans and the analysts think. Harbaugh's right. I mean, it goes a long way. And Kyle's, he's the guy who comes out after uh, Brock's best game last week, three touchdowns, and he's like, yeah, he had some good, some bad. And he won't praise Ayuk either. No. So strange. Won't praise Ayuk no. either. And no. I'm, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing his dad didn't praise him. I mean, I could be wrong, but it, it's looking to me like his dad didn't praise him. And he thinks that how you, that's how you teach. And I want to emphasize, if you like praise and yeah. like to get it, it doesn't make you less of a man or immature or a weakling. It's nice to get praise. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's nothing wrong with it. No. Kyle. It creates a good atmosphere. And what's funny to me is, so McDaniel went to uh, Miami, and he's lost a bunch of games recently because his quarterbacks got hurt. But he had quite a successful start to the season when his quarterback was healthy. And what McDaniel did was basically watch Kyle for 20 years, take his all of his football principles, take him to Miami, and just implement them in a more positive way. That's all he did. Yeah. So you can see his perspective was yeah i like what kyle's doing but i would just be a lot nicer about it basically that's his yeah. perspective i'll yeah. just be a whole lot nicer about it i mean i think that yeah. that's robert sala too robert sala is not that way D'Amico ryan's is not that and way. robert sala is a man's man yes robert right? sala used the word uh yes and D'Amico too D'Amico used the word energy vultures which means you, you can't have someone who sucks the energy out of the room well right kyle sometimes can do that with his negativity um I know when I was a writer and um, if somebody read something that was in process and said, this sucks, Mm -hmm. I would just, I would lose heart. But if someone said, I think this can be a really good piece, but I'm having trouble with this, I would be open-minded. I wouldn't get defensive and I would work at it. But if you said, you sucks, you feel, what's the point? So I'm not saying that Kyle says it sucks, but he, he, again, he advertised himself as a man who feels praise is a waste of time. I want to tell him, Kyle, you're wrong. But it's ironic is he he, he craves praise and he hates criticism. So what he likes about Purdy is that Purdy can take criticism. Kyle can take no criticism. He doesn't even like being questioned by people like me and Prescott. Hey, why'd you run the quarterback between the tackles? You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't yeah. question him. You can't criticize him. But he criticizes, and he right. needs praise. I, he should have a little more self awareness. Good coach, though. Also, um, self awareness, and I also think, Kyle. I don't know you, and you may be a very nice man. I think it's a little small minded. Yeah. yeah, that approach is a little small minded. I think as I've gotten older, I've learned generosity goes a long way, and it would take two seconds. Hey, nice job. Let's move on. What, uh, uh, what did you lose by saying that? What did you lose? Yeah, and, and Kyle Shanahan, your opinion carries so much weight. Right. Don't you think? Coach. Don't you think you could get more out of praising a player than criticizing him? Hey, I like this about you. I think I actually think you're better than you think you are. As opposed right. to you're not as good as you think you are. Oh, you right. thought you had a good game. Let's talk about the four plays you fucked up. No. Wouldn't it be more powerful to be like, I'm Kyle Shanahan, and I think you have something special if you do X, Y, Z. Isn't that more a powerful? Yeah. That's how you manifest so, things. I don't know. So what, what we actually studied in the last 10 minutes is, obviously, I've spent a lot of my time reading fiction. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of great novels that are a first-person narration. I tell the story. Huck Finn tells his story. It's not a third person. It's Huck telling it. What you always learn 
is what they seem to be talking about, whatever the subject is, is secondary to what it reveals about the speaker. And what I got from the Brock Purdy quote from Kyle was not anything about Brock Purdy. Kyle revealed himself as someone who thinks praise is a waste of time. And that, to me, is a knock in the head. My head. Yeah. Okay. That being said... I under, he needs to praise, but I understand him liking a quarterback who's not entitled and who I agree. really want. I get that. And to me, it's it. so hard in today's NFL because the, the the quarterback you sign in free agency is getting $25 million a year. How do you tell? How do you coach him? You right. know, he's got the, uh, the, the, the quarterback you take in the first round. He knows he's going to be your starting quarterback because you don't right. take a quarterback in the first round to sit him. So how do you coach him? It must be harder and harder. And that must – I don't know I don't, if you want to talk about that, but – I feel like it, at a certain point it becomes harder and harder to coach certain pupils. And it's when you find one who actually wants to be taught, it's really nice. It's really nice. Yes. I would say one other thing. What you're talking about, harder to coach people, I think the NBA is rife with that problem. I how think can it's you starting LeBron? to happen in the NFL. Yeah. How could you coach LeBron James? He wants to coach to coach. No, and, he'll, and he'll get I, you fired. He'll get you fired. So – I don't. I, I've really lost interest in the in the NBA, and that's part of it. It's 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 upside down, and it's beginning to happen in the NFL. But it's definitely <laughs> beginning to happen in the NFL. I mean, Kyler essentially just got Cliff Kingsbury fired. I mean, Russell yeah. Wilson, they can't move on from him, so Nathaniel Hackett gets fired. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers wanted to, he could snap his fingers and get Matt Lafleur fired. Right. Uh, I mean, that's the way how how the. I mean. Tom Brady did essentially. It seemed like he got Bruce Arians fired last year. Like quarterbacks are very powerful right now, and the Niners right. happen to have an old school guy who's like you know has no power at all. He's and trying who's to not a threat to the not a threat to the head coach, not a threat to the head coach. No, right. sir, yes, sir, guy for the next three years. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can see why that would appeal to <laughs> any coach, right? I don't know. Yep, it's, it, it's a dream. Uh, Tantara says, "We will we ever see a Mitchell CMC same backfield?" I think so. I think Kyle will get creative. He's got time. Philip Wilson says, "With Brock Purdy, the Niners' offense can go blow for blow with teams that have high-powered offenses." Jimmy couldn't do that. Agree, wholeheartedly. Nancy says, "Niner fans since Montana, although I think Young was better, but enough said." So glad my kids are finally get to watch, getting to watch a great Niner team play. Adore you and your dad's relationship. Listen every week. Thank you. Thank you for that compliment. Thank you so much, Nancy. Goat No Answer says, We can't overlook anyone in the playoffs. In 1987, we were 13-2 and and lost in the first round at home with Montana. Wow. Good to know. I was not alive. 49ers Cade says, Best defense excelled. Best defense, excellent, poised rookie quarterback, top three running back with the best depth, top two tight end, top 10, 15 wide receivers, Hall of Fame left tackle. There's no excuse not to get it done this year. When you put it that way, yeah, there's really no excuse for the Well, I feel that way, too. Lowell equals father of the year. Hell, yeah. That's very sweet of you. He's a great dad, if you haven't noticed. Philip Wilson, Kyle's comment means Jimmy is cream puff, or that Jimmy's like me and likes praise. I like praise, too. Maybe I'm a cream puff. You're doing a good job, sweetie. Thanks, Dad. I was waiting for that. I was was just giving a little (laughs) pause. Elite Archer says, what evidence do we have that Kyle can win a Super Bowl? His last name does not make him the coach his father was. Um, Well, we we have to see. We have to see. He's got another shot this year. Jorge Luis Sotelo says, happy birthday, Grant. Thanks. It's on Friday. My wife's birthday is on 112. She thinks you're too harsh on Jimmy G, but then again, she has a crush on him. You should probably talk about that with her. Sorry. I saw Jimmy uh, Jimmy G in the uh, locker room today. He was uh, there. And I saw him. That's my story. David. Can he walk, Iggy? Can no, he walk? Uh, I think he can, but he still has that little knee scooter and doesn't. But he was putting some. He was standing. I saw him standing. Okay. I Trey hope Lance he's came okay. through too. He's also on a knee scooter. Both of the 49ers quarterbacks have a messed up foot. I wonder if they got a group rate on on knee scooters. Aha, David. <laughs> thank you very much, Alec. I feel like Brian Greasy must be a vital buffer. Interesting. I see what you mean. Do you know him? Do you know what he does? I don't know what he's Uh, like. I don't know what he's like. Jorge says, Mr. Lowell, which one of the Super Bowl winning Niner teams you covered was the most special and why? Oh, I would have to say the first one. It was such a uh, a, a surprise. Yeah. And Tanyan says, and it had the catch that year. 
Tanyan says Lowell is the current odds-on favorite for the coveted Father of the Year award at twenty at minus two thousand. This award also includes the postseason. Thankfully, <laughs> thank you. I'm betting on my dad. You guys are awesome. Keep up the good work, fellas. Says Raul Corrales. Thank, thank you. A um, couple more. Mason Wright. Pete Carroll just said, unfortunately, we're playing the Niners. Yeah, he's buttering he them up. That. He's buttering them up. Unfortunately, we're playing the Niners. Yeah, of course. That's no more QB design runs for Purdy, please, says Super Duper One. Yeah, those quarterback sneaks, no, not going to work. Norman Sullivan, I watch all your co- content. This is my favorite show. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Norman. Thank you. Josh Wyatt, how uh, how much better would the Niners' chances be if they used that Jimmy money on their secondary last offseason? Trey and Brock would be a, che- would be a cheap as Philly who got to add Chauncey uh, Gardner-Johnson to a stacked defense. I have thought of that before. Um, it would be interesting if the Niners really had conviction that Brock was this good and they just went with it. But Jimmy Jimmy was here, and he won some games. I mean, you got to give Jimmy credit. He did his he did his job for two he, months. He, he was important. He did his job. Tony says the only way we lose is if Kyle Shannon has a brain fart calling plays. Kyle needs a hug. Maybe then he'll start to praise the players. No more po- post-game speeches, Kyle. A hug. I can't do that. I can do a lot as quality control, but I can't just walk over to him and hug him. That, I think they will take away my credential. <laughs> my name is pronounced Dun, Dundale, Mohawk name. Oh, did I get that right? Dundale? Okay. Well, thank you, Dundale. Sorry, I got it wrong. Alpha Papa says, Grant Sweetie Cone. Yeah, I call That's him true. Sweetie. I used to call him sometimes Sweetie in the press box, and he would get pissed. Dad! Don't call me sweetie. And I didn't mean to, but he's my son. I've been calling him sweetie his whole life. And then Mike Schumann, he's so cute. Uh, he heard me saying it. And Mike Schumann from ABC, he's retired like me, only calls uh, Grant sweeties. Hi, sweetie. How you doing? <laughs> Wasn't that like 10 years ago? I think I was still in college and you were on the phone on the road and you said, you were calling me sweetie. And he was like, Lowell, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> like, no, it's my son. It's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> All right, let's take a sneak peek into the 49ers 2023 season. The schedule isn't out yet, but the opponents have been finalized, and uh, the trips, the road trips are final. So let's go through the opponents first, and I want you to give me your your instant reaction to who the Niners are facing next year. Let's start off with the home games. Obviously, there's the division, the NFC West, which isn't as good as it used to be, but outside of the division. Hold on about the NFC West. We'll talk about that. We'll come back to that. Hold on. Okay. But I want to say one thing. Yeah. They got two teams in the playoffs. It's true. As crummy as that division is, they really got two teams in the playoffs. Yeah, and Seattle has a top five pick next year, so they'll be better. Um, yeah. Maybe the Rams will be better next year if they have fewer injuries. And Well, I don't know about the Cardinals, but that's three teams. That could, two teams yeah. that could be better. Okay. Okay. So here, here are the other teams that Niners are playing. At home, Dallas. That's an interesting game, but we're going to learn <coughs> a lot about Dallas in the next few weeks. They have a very good quarterback, but sometimes they flop, and they yeah. have a bad coach. Uh, they have a bad. That's coach. the thing. They 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 could fly. They could lose first round of the playoffs. Fire that coach. Bring in Sean Payton. They could be a whole different team next year. Yes, or different coaching staff. Okay, New York Giants. That's another playoff team that's on the rise. They look like they're a, a year ahead of schedule. Uh, the Niners. The Niners would beat that team. Right now, yeah, absolutely. Under, uh, but, under any circumstances, the Niners would beat that yep. team. Baltimore. If they have their quarterback, yeah, it hurt a lot. Here's the thing: they're fluky. Yeah, um, I don't like the quarterback because he's not a natural thrower, but he's dangerous. I don't like that team. I would say, you know what? If they were to play Lamar, yeah, I think the Niners would hurt him. I think I they'd mean, knock him out of the game. I think they'd knock yeah. him out of the game. Yeah, I can see what I you do. mean. I don't I know if you want to run him. that much against Dre Green. No, no, uh, heard him. Okay, um, Cincinnati. That's a tough game. Yes, yeah, tough. Game. I would say, yeah. What we used to say in boxing, it's a pick 'em either way. Yeah. I'd say that's a pick 'em. Uh, could be. And then finally, Tampa. I don't know if Brady's going to be there though. Forget Tampa. And even if he is, like, who freaking cares? Yeah, yeah forget right. Tampa. Uh, on the road, DC. Forget them. Pittsburgh. No, they're a, they're no. they're a mediocre team, a well coached yeah. mediocre team. It's true. Uh, Cleveland. Oh, with this quarterback who who uh, was a dud. I I'd yeah. say no, uh, not a threat. 
Jacksonville. Playoff team. They're on the rise. They're on the rise. They are. It's, uh, I'm going to call that an interesting game. It, it, we'll see what they add in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota. Oh, I don't like them, Miggy. I, I don't like her cousins. I don't Me like neither. them. You know what they are? There's a team. They're they're a team that'll do well, yeah. and then flop at the crisis moment. I don't oh, yeah. like them at all. I don't like them. Yeah, I'm with you. Final one, Billy. Whoa. Yeah. If that hurts, plays. You know he's so it's much fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, pick him. Pick him. Pick him. So that's, that's a tough schedule. Game. Yeah, it's a tough schedule. Yeah, but again, do we you, thought that this what? Do you think Phillies pick them? Yeah, right now. I mean, the teams are going to change. We'll see what happens in free agency yeah. in the draft. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Philly, 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 and the Niners are are built similarly. They don't spend a lot of money on their quarterbacks, and so they have great <laughs> rosters everywhere else. They spend on everything else. Uh, Philly's even cheaper at quarterback, so they have just a great roster. And the Niners yeah. sort of stumbled on the same formula as well. So. They're kind Who's of mirror the coach in Philly, time. Nick Sirianni. It's his second year. He's doing a great job, and he's another coach who's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. I mean, he's kind of in that Kyle Shanahan, Sean McDermott, yeah. class as well. He could win the Super Bowl this year, and people be talking about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So another thing I wanted to talk about is when, when the as a, as a sports writer, when the schedule comes out and you know what the road trips are, you're already fantasizing about where you're going to dinner and ranking the road trips in terms of which ones you're looking forward to most. So let's rank them and, and explain to the people what we would be looking forward to in each okay, place. Let's include the NFC West. <clears throat> okay, so I'll, let me say the eight places. So we got L.A., A.Z., Seattle. Then we got Washington, D.C., Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Philly, Jacksonville, Minneapolis. Okay. Okay. Um, in terms of having a good time, and for me, yeah. it doesn't mean going out and picking up women at a bar. It no. means having a really nice dinner in a beautiful neighborhood and maybe going to a bar with some friends afterward, going with Scotty Osler, uh, Annie Killian, something like that. And maybe <laughs> if you get on a Friday, maybe maybe something you could do during the day just to experience the city. That's always fun, too. Right to go to uh, like to a museum or see something a play like that. or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So two, I would eliminate right away. Jacksonville is no big deal. I've never been to Jacksonville. I, I, from what I hear, it's very far. It's hard to get a direct flight. So right away, that yeah. sucks. No, Jacksonville's out. And uh, yeah. there was another one uh, that that was out. Uh, name another one. DC. Na- no, DC's okay. Name okay. The, them again. Um, Washington, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Philly, Jacksonville, Minneapolis, Philly. 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 Now, look, here's a funny thing about Philly. My brother, who died a few years ago, he lived outside of Philly uh, in, in on the main line. I went to college near Philly, so I'm very familiar with that. My, <coughs> my sister, who's visiting now out here, lives <coughs> outside of Philly in Bucks County. Iggy has two first cousins who live in yeah. Philly, uh, my brother's son. So we are very connected with Philly, but Iggy... <laughs> It's it's a nothing. Philly is. Well, we went four years ago, right right after I got engaged. And we went to get the cheesesteaks in that public market. That was overrated. But we went to that. Was it called Rittenhouse Square? Is that what it's called? Wow, Square. That was really nice. And it's what I think is cool about Philadelphia is how old the city looks. Like it yeah. looks like it was built for horse and carriages. All the s- streets are really small and narrow. It looks like nothing out here on the West Coast. And it and <laughs> the homes are so old. <laughs> they have plaques on them that they date from 17 so and so 18 <coughs> that part is very interesting but iggy it's not a fun city to go to I, i'm interested because i didn't go last time and i haven't really spent much time on my own and it, it kind of strikes me as a little bit like oakland in the sense of it's got a, it's got like a blue collarish type feel to it um and there's like seven or eight cities like that in america detroit's like that baltimore's like that memphis is like that new orleans is like that um, so in that sense, it might be kind of cool. It might feel a little bit like home. I'm interested in going to Philly next year. I'm intrigued. I want to do that one. I'm going to do that one. I'm going to do all of Plus, them. Plus, you can see your Philly. cousins. Right. Yes. Okay. So uh, I'll say I'll, I'll say some other ones. Pittsburgh. Let's stay in. Uh, oh, Pittsburgh is great. Um, Pittsburgh is great. Iggy and I have been to Pittsburgh together. And 
this is really clear. If you go to Pittsburgh, it'll remind you of San Francisco. Yeah, they got the bridges. They got bridges. The bridges. They bridges. Have hills. They have water. Yeah. It's yeah. so. It's a. It's a underrated, wonderful American city. They have the Andy Warhol Museum there, which is a lot of fun. The the baseball park can rival the one in San Francisco. That's how nice it is. I and the football stadium's right next to it, and it's yeah, it's gorgeous. It's open air. You can look across to downtown. Iggy, nice. tell what happened with Tom Sula in uh, Pittsburgh. So that was 2015. It was, just, it was week two. They had won week one. Everyone was talking that he was doing well. They went to Pittsburgh. I think they gave up 49 points. I think they lost 49 to 18. Yeah. And after, it was just one of the biggest ass kickings I'd ever freaking seen. And after the game, it was like embarrassment in the in the losing rock locker room. And Tom Sula's walking around player to player, shaking their hand, saying, thank you very much for your effort today. And he went to Joe Staley. Good, who good was job. A, good job. Good job. He went to Joe Staley, who'd been in the league like eight years at that point. And Joe, like mid-handshake, was looking around like, are you guys seeing this shit? This is our head coach. This is He was like, had like one of those grins on his face like, this is weird. This is awkward. Yeah. And you knew right then and there that he didn't have it as a head coach. And Iggy, that's what I wrote that day. I didn't write about yeah. the game. I wrote that this was unprecedented. You're, you're praising them for losing? You're stupid. <laughs> I remember that's that. That's all you and needed we, to know. Yeah. Okay, Cleveland. Cleveland is an up-and-coming city. Um, they're, they're the downtown where the, the uh, football and the, and the basketball and whatever they have in the baseball. <laughs> I think it's called 4th Street. It reminds mm-hmm. you of San Francisco. It used to be a dump, but it's mm-hmm. really coming back. I've had wonderful times in Cleveland, and I, it's, it's no longer a joke. It's a destination. Yeah. Uh, any, any place that has a nice downtown and the football stadium is in it, I like, it. I like yeah. places where you got to you have to choose. Do I stay downtown or do I stay twenty miles out near the uh, stadium, which is in the middle of nowhere? That's not fun. It's not my cup of tea. Also, Philly, the stadium is in the middle of nowhere. See, that's a problem. Pittsburgh, yep. right downtown, you can walk to it. Yep. In fact, right. a lot of fans do. Cleveland, right downtown. Seattle, yeah, I love right Seattle, down. right downtown. So much fun. Um, I mean, we don't, we'll get to the NFC West ones in a minute, but how about uh, D.C.? Oh, D.C. is very nice. You know, there are parts that are not nice, but Georgetown is great. And D.C. has – there's so much American history there and in the downtown, great restaurants. It's a wonderful place to go, and it has great public transportation. And so even though it's they play in whatever Landover, Maryland, you but if you, would you stay were staying in, yeah in D, if you were staying in DC, it's yeah. uh, uh, it's a great city of the world. Yeah, I haven't spent much time in DC, so I, that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, maybe I'll make a trip with you. Maybe I'll make a trip with you next year. That'll be fun. Minneapolis is a flat out great city. Uh, I, I was in Minneapolis nice. this year. I loved it. Yeah. It's very sophisticated. It's beautiful. They have a great theater, the Tyrone Guthrie Theater. It's it's among the great cities of America, Minneapolis. It's and not the problem that far is away. The, is the weather. The weather right. is hard. It's not that far away from Chicago, and it feels like it has a similar food scene as Chicago. Like yeah, it, as good. Anyway, I like Minneapolis. It's just it's you hope that they're playing. Mi- you hope that game's in September instead of December, right? And then, of course, you got Seattle. Phenomenal. Phenomenal city. Iggy and I have been there together so many times, and we've always had a good time. Arizona. Oh, well. Now, where the stadium is is nothing. But we usually stay um, near Scottsdale because we're used to that from baseball spring training. And that area is wonderful. And we eat at one of the great American restaurants, uh, Lons, L-O-N, Apostrophe S, at the Hermosa Inn. And it's it's one of our favorites, (coughs) along with the one in New Orleans, Commander's Palace. Yep. Scottsdale's great. It's a lot of fun, especially for uh, spring training. It's about 45 minutes away from Glendale, but... It's better than staying in Glendale. I'll say that. Yeah. Because if you stay yeah. in Glendale, you might as well just fly in the morning of. You might as well not stay. It's nothing. It's just a stadium. Sorry for people. Sorry for the eight people who live in Glendale. But it's, uh, it's a stadium yeah. in the middle of the desert. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So better to stay in Scottsdale and then L.A. I don't like L.A. Iggy. I, I don't get I it. Like I like L.A. Understand. But it, but it, they they picked the wrong spot, man. I don't understand why you would. I think it's Inglewood. Da- yeah. I think it's dangerous there. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not a place you can just walk around after the game at night and just nah. You, it's not like that. It's, it's not even just that it's dangerous. It's it's like so you could have been downtown. You could have been places with you know bar. You, you could have been in a downtown area with bars and restaurants and places to walk like, like Seattle, Seattle. But, like Seattle. But instead, you you put it next to the airport. Like how, okay, that's great. Yeah. All right. Well. So now it's becoming the kind of trip where I almost feel like I want to fly in the morning of and leave the, the night of. You could do it, and I think that's what yeah. half the beat writers do at this point. Just fly in. Yeah, because there's nothing yeah. there. The only problem with that is if you get fogged in in Oakland, then you got a problem. Yeah, yep, it's true. Mm. But, yeah, so that's how – the L.A. trip is – I was looking forward to it. I went to school down there. I got a cousin down there. I like Westwood. I like Hollywood. Um, LAX is not a part of town that anyone really spends time in. So, But that's what it is. Oh well, uh, okay. Well, that's- other 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 great <laughs> road trips that are not on the schedule. New York, obviously, the two best road trips in America are New York and San Francisco, and number three is New Orleans. Vegas was interesting. I went with my you. You're a Vegas guy. I yep. like Vegas, but I feel like it's the kind of place where it helps if you know someone. If you get the real insider VIP treatment, otherwise it just feels like you're getting taken advantage of constantly. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know anyone in Vegas, so I don't really have that Goodfellas experience. You know, I know someone. You know somebody. You know a guy. You I know, know a guy. guy. I know a guy. All right. All right. Uh, do you want to do the last topic and then we'll take some questions? Yeah. So it's my birthday on Friday. I'm turning 35, which feels like a big number. And in uh, honor of that, Everett Kramer, Everett Days, who is pretty much makes all the fashion for my channel and is a, he made all the merch. He's a friend of the family, friend of the show, wants you to tell a, an Iggy story. So take it away, Dad. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm Iggy, if you don't know. <clears throat> what grade were you in? Fourth grade. Fourth grade. About 10. And he went right down the street. He went to Redwood Heights Elementary School, which is a lovely school. And he said to me, hey, Dad, we're going to an A's game Friday night. Would you be one of the class parents to take us to the game? And I said, I don't want to go, Iggy. I I don't want to go. I'm I'm at ball games all the time. And my wife said, come on, he's your son. Don't be so grumpy. So I said, okay. So we went to the game. Which you got to remember, as I, it's not a big deal to me to go to a game. I, I've been to thousands. Yeah. So we're sitting up up in the uh, bleachers, and yeah. there were two rows, and Iggy was behind me. I was sitting with some of the kids. Iggy was right behind me, and he happened to be sitting next to the principal, Lynn. Rebezno. I was sitting next to the principal, or you were sitting next to the principal. You were. Oh wow. You were, and Damn. you had her on the left, and you had a student on the right. One of your friends. And Uh-oh. I'm watching the game, and Iggy starts talking about the opposing pitcher, and he says, he's a real hard-on. And he says this, and I turn around. I'm looking, and the principal's looking at me, and I say, Iggy, I can't believe you said that. And he said, well, you say it all the time. <laughs> which is true, which is true, which is true. I didn't even know what it meant. I didn't even know what it meant. You had no idea. So I just turned around and I was put in my place. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And then the other thing about Iggy. when he Thank goodness two, you were there or else I would have really gotten in trouble. Meanwhile, I got in trouble. And I, I thought he knew if I said these things in the house, you're not supposed to say them out. He didn't know. The other one, <laughs> when he was two, he used to talk out the side of his mouth like mm-hmm. this. And he would this curse. At the, and so we yeah. were one time in Safeway. And were you in, in the cart, in the shopping cart? Yeah, yep. He was in the shopping cart. And my and brother I, was there, who's was, was like 14 at the time. And we were putting stuff on the conveyor belt, you know. And all of a sudden, I hear, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I'm looking, he's talking out of the side of his mouth. And he's going, shut the fuck up. And I'm saying, could you knock it off? Would you? And, and he goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he says, you say it all the time. <laughs> And the whole time we're checking out, this little guy, I couldn't get him to stop. He's going, out of sight of his mouth, shut, shut the fuck up. Now, thankfully, he doesn't tell me that anymore. Those, so, those are a happy birthday, Iggy. Those are my two Iggy Thanks. stories. Yeah. Hard on and shut the fuck up. Been cursing since I was two. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I swear I'm a good dad, but I, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, I, and I, <laughs> I talk that way. I learned. I That's learned true. from the tough kids. From the tough kids. I wasn't really cool. Like the way I got cool points on the, um, at school on the playground. I, I never got. Well, there weren't really fights at Redwood Heights, um, and I wasn't a tough kid, but I knew all the curse words at a very young age, and I would say them, and people were like, "Oh my God, Grant's, wow, that's damn right." So thanks, Dad. Appreciate you. <laughs> I, it gave me a very good vocabulary at a young age. Calvin Hobbs says Purdy says he doesn't want praise for praise's sake. He wants constructive criticism to get better. Him and Kyle are a perfect match. Wins are what matters for fans. We don't need to overthink it. Whatever. Okay. I, I like to overthink it. G-Code Travels Vlog says, question for Tito Cohn, uncle. How does Greg Papa feel about 49ers beating the Raiders? Was it a big relief considering that the what the Raiders did to Papa? I don't um, know. I'm not in touch. I, uh, Greg and I were friendly when I used to be on TV with him, but I haven't talked to Greg in probably five or six years. So it, I'm not capable of answering that. Um, yeah. Uh, hold on. Dundale says, got it that time, Grant. Thank you. Niawin Koa. Appreciate you. All right. Joseph says, just ordered gloves off. Can't wait for the read. Ooh, good choice. It's oh, really good. thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joseph. Um, how different will this team be next year? Who stays and who goes? That's an Iggy question. Let's, let's, let's wait a little bit, but let's, let's stay in the moment. I don't want to go there yet. I don't know. I don't want to. I know we just went on their schedule and stuff, but I don't know yet. I guess Jimmy Ward would be one. He might come back. He might not. King Q says, Grant, can we get a segment about your win-loss picks from the beginning of the season? No shade. Love your content and Papa Cone feel better. Sure. Thank you. I could do that. I'll do that. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Kaliki Carroll says, Grant, Salah left. D'Amico came in and filled that counterbalance positive energy to Kyle. Who's that guy when Salah leaves? Ray Ray a cheap Debo. Yes in the second part. Um, I don't know if they have that guy on the team right now. It's a good question. But Kyle is good at finding that guy, the uh, the positive counterbalance to his negative. He has a great coaching staff. Uh, he does. I, that's one of the best things about him. Yeah, I don't – he'll figure it out. King Q, thank you. City Burt, what's your Monday morning headline for Niners-Hawks? Sunday morning headline. What do you think, that 49ers advance. 49ers advance. 49ers advance. There you go. Uh, Scotty Dippin says – Kyle Shannon is deficient in the areas that embody great coaches. He has the makeup of a great OC. A chip um, won't catapult him to greatness, but winning a, but winning is a deodorant. Oh, okay, Scotty. Hero Winchester says, I really admire your guys' father-son relationship. Has there ever been a time you guys didn't see eye-to-eye eye or had to give tough love? No. I, I can honestly say Iggy has such a gentle, this is, he has a very gentle, loving personality. Um, and I, I don't even think I ever yelled at him. Oh, the one time when you didn't call and I didn't know where you were. And I said, pick up a fucking phone. Remember that? You yeah, and Patrick. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> remember? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you never let me live it down. No, Iggy was a very easy. What happened was he's 12 years younger than his older brother and Iggy's cagey. Uh, Brian was a little more uh, confrontational. So yeah. Iggy figured out all the ways Brian would get into trouble mm-hmm. and didn't do him. And didn't do no. him. Yeah. And yeah, so I, we never like had a falling out or like a year or two where we didn't talk. Like, no. no. I went away to school and we ended up becoming even closer. I, we started doing the blog together. And that's how I, I think that was probably my, why I started getting into sports journalism. It was just a way to keep the relationship going. Pretty much. You know, um, one time Iggy was home for spring break and he was going to b- go back to Westwood, uh, UCLA on a Friday. And I was, we have a back deck. It was nice. I was drinking coffee in the morning and he came out and he said, So and so is here to pick me up. It was a Thursday. He said, I'm going to go home a day early. And I said, Okay. I mean, I'm going to go back to school a day or it's okay. And he left. And my wife came out a few minutes later and she said, You're crying. <laughs> and I, I was crying because he left a day early. How's that? Pete says, do you guys see any upsets this wild card weekend? Okay, let's go through it. Uh, Seahawks, Niners, not no upset there. No. Uh, Chargers, Jaguars. Jaguars could win that. Um, Dolphins, Bills. No way. 
No. Uh, Giants, Vikings. Possible. Possible. Ravens, Bengals. Um, How about Buccaneers over the Cowboys? Uh, Possible. That could happen. That could be one right there. Good question. G-Code, Rock and Roll, and Football Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Great City. Yes. Black Orchid, because it's good to see your dad without such a cough. It is. Thank Thank you, you, Black Orchid. Kaliki Carroll says, Grant, Sala left. We got you. Got you already. Sorry. King Q, Papa Cone, where did the name Iggy come from? You tell him, Iggy. Well, my brother's 12 years older than me, so um, you know, picture me, an infant, maybe one years old, acquiring language, but I don't have it yet, so I'm making sounds. And apparently one sound I was making a lot was Igaloo, and my brother, he's 13, very clever guy, starts calling me Iggy. That's my nickname, and my parents think, aha, if we make that his official nickname, they'll be closer and the age gap won't be a big deal. But once they made it the official nickname, of course, that's not cool anymore, and the 13-year-old older brother that I had stopped, never called me that ever again. That being said, we're very close. But everyone that I've ever known that knew me before college calls me Iggy. In fact, at his wedding, the the young lady who performed the service married him not as Grant but as Iggy. Yeah. Uh, Beck McKay says, have either of you been to Toronto? Oh, I have a dear friend in Toronto. Toronto's a wonderful city. I go. I, I actually was there last summer. Yeah. Um, Asia Lee says, Father Cone, did you see the documentary about Joe Montana on Peacock? If so, what did you think about how Seifert treated Joe? Did he make a mistake not allowing Joe to compete for the starting job? Okay. I never saw it. Um, did Seifert make a mistake? I think probably. I, 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 I don't know what, you know, George never discussed it with me. I don't know why he was so adamant about that. Um, and I know that Joe has never forgiven him. It it has never given, has never gotten over that. Nassim says, Grant, my birthday is on January 12th. I'm turning 25. Wishing you a happy birthday and just want to say absolutely love listening to you and your dad. Happy birthday, Nassim. Thank you. Jorge Luis, I praise loudly, I blame softly, Catherine the the Great. Okay. All right. How about that? Yanni Vander says, DTR or Stetson Bennett? I don't know who Stetson Bennett is. I don't watch college football, but I do know who DTR is because I watch UCLA football and I like him a lot. So him. Mike Mosley, love you guys. You both tell it like it is, and I love that. Love all the history about you guys and the history your dad brings. Sorry I couldn't pay more, but I'm unemployed. Anyways, love you guys. Thank you, Mike. Thank, thank you so much. So generous of you. Thank you very much. That's it. That's the okay. whole show. I thought it was a good one. What would you think? I loved it, and I'm glad I'm coughing a little. I'm getting tired, but I, I was able to do it, so I'm you glad. Would. All right. Well, thank you for watching, everyone. Thank and you. Thanks, I Dad. Love I love you. you. I love you, Grant. I love you, too. I'll call you in a minute. Okay. All right. See you guys. Oh, hold on. At the buzzer, Delvin says, I hope you can block my super chat. I don't want Seahawks seeing it. They're going to do everything in their power to stop CMC, EM3 TDs, and over 300 on the ground. Okay, <laughs> the show's over. Sean McGee says, are Montana and Young cordial with each other? Love you guys. Um, they're polite with each other. I don't think they're cordial. Wow. Very interesting. Show's over. Thanks for watching. Goodbye.